All right, let's get to some of today's top stories. Good morning, Chris. Good morning. So the Senate has passed a long-awaited foreign aid package for Ukraine and Israel. Passed early this morning. A bipartisan endorsement of the bill after months of negotiations. It's supposed to address the dire battlefield warnings and overcome political back and forth. But the measure is facing a buzzsaw in the House, where Republican resistance has threatened to kill it. In the Senate, the vote was 70 to 29. And it's a $95 billion emergency aid package. And most of the money will go to Ukraine. Uh, $14 million will go to Israel. And then $10 million will go to pay, or $10 billion rather, will help to pay for the recovery efforts in places like Gaza and other war-torn areas. So you've got the House and Speaker Johnson saying that this is basically DOA uh, when it gets there, now that it's uh, past the Senate. But we were talking to Rory O'Neill earlier, and there is a way for the House to uh, take up this bill without it going through the normal procedures. It's I'm not going to get into the whole uh, you know breakdown of it, but it's called discharge petition. And there is a Republican, there's actually a couple of Republicans who are uh, going to be stepping down. They're not running for re-election, one of them being Mike Gallagher. And he's the person to watch in terms of whether or not he tries to do that. He could, I think it just takes like one member to try to get that ball rolling. Um, but then you would need a significant number of Democrats and likely some Republicans to come together to pass it because you're going to have many Republicans not supporting it. And then you're going to have some Democrats not supporting it because of the uh, Israel connection, Israel connection. Yeah. So we'll have to see where it goes. But it has passed uh, the Senate. And just like, honestly, a couple minutes ago, I think uh, the final vote took place. So detectives investigating after an inmate at the Pinellas County Jail died from an apparent fentanyl overdose over the weekend. And then several others were hospitalized after being exposed to the drug. Now, one of the inmates told investigators before he left that he had just snorted fentanyl. Mm. That was a warning sign, I would say. Yeah. That there's something wrong, uh, that there were drugs inside the jail facility. Three detention deputies, a nurse, and a Largo Fire Department paramedic were treated for non-life-threatening injuries related to the exposure. But 37-year-old Jesse Stout was found unresponsive in his cell. He died. And they are investigating how these drugs got into two locations in the jail. You know what they have to look at? They have to check out the women who are coming into the jail and their bras. <laughs> if you watch Griselda uh, on Netflix, you'll see how she got some of that cocaine into the U.S. Yeah, it was uh, stitched up in those bras. Okay. Yeah, so they might want to check that out there. Vanellis County Jail, just an idea. Just an idea. Yeah, yeah, but how did that get into, I mean, they've, they've got to obviously take a look at their protocols and, and everything now to find out what's going on there. I mean, that's a big story when you have an inmate dies because uh, there's fentanyl exposure inside the jail. In jail yeah. Maybe they got like red from Shawshank Redemption over there. <laughs> He's hooking everybody up. Yeah. Didn't but, one uh, of the uh, one of the inmates uh, say, wasn't he asked like, you know, what's going on there? I'm like, we're drug users. Yeah, what he, do you expect? He, he said, I snorted fentanyl. Yeah. <laughs> that was the quote. I snorted oh, fentanyl. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they were asked, uh, why did you, you uh, know, expose yourself to this stuff? And they're yeah. like, because well, we do dr- we <laughs> drugs. We're drug addicts. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what do you think? I mean, you know, you right. got fentanyl, we're, we're going for it. Yeah. The problem, of course, is that fentanyl is highly concentrated and extremely dangerous. Yep. And you don't necessarily know how, how concentrated it is. And it can kill when, uh, you know, you use it and you don't realize that. And you're putting the officers who are there at the jail, they're at risk, too. That's right. Got that. So another invasive species has been found roaming around the Tampa Bay area. It's kind of like a ground lizard, except on steroids. <laughs> this thing is a monitor lizard, four feet long, and it looks like a small dinosaur. 
It was discovered in West Tampa, the corner of Racetrack and Douglas Roads. It is technically a rock monitor, not supposed to be in the wild. So they called in a trapper from FWC to capture it. And once again, an example of a large reptile species on the Mm -hmm. loose and causing problems in the environment because these things start eating a bunch of the native species and uh, wreak havoc on the uh, the balance in nature. You're right. They're like those little lizards that you see, only uh, they don't run away from you, uh, this one. (laughs) It It will eat you. Now, don't you have something similar where you live, Dana? So, yeah. So, I saw an Argentinian tegu lizard, which okay. they're not nearly as dangerous as a monitor lizard. But I saw one run through my yard, like, back over the summer. And it freaked us out because I've never seen anything like that. It was like a four-foot lizard that just came running through the yard. The dogs started going crazy. The kids started chasing it. And I was mm. like, don't chase after it. So, then, of course, I had to Google what the hell yeah. is this thing. They're invasive. Yeah, they are invasive. They're, they really aren't that dangerous. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're going to run from you. But they do eat like the ducks and they eat frogs and all that kind of stuff so they are dangerous to the natural habitat the monitor that'll eat like your dog i think right i mean those things oh yeah i mean they're they're like a t-rex yeah. you know i mean they're, <laughs> they're just no i don't know if they'll do that but they they will eat uh, small animals yeah. and you know that's that's sort of the problem you know they don't belong here in this environment mm-hmm. so what i was thinking we should do is set up like an american ninja warrior deal where we could have here in Tampa, we'll have the monitor lizard go up against the Burmese python good idea. in South Florida. <laughs> great idea. And we'll idea. just have them duke it out yeah. and see who wins. I like that. Uh, that that would be <laughs> must-see TV for sure. Uh, oh, yeah. Speaking of must-see TV, Dana, do you love all this, like, snow coverage that we're watching on the, on the screens? I do because I don't have to worry about it. Yeah. And my daughter goes to school in Boston and classes are canceled for her today. And then snow I have a, a lot of friends in the D.C. area because I lived there and they're all getting snow canceled. And yesterday it was 80 degrees. Yeah. <laughs> I'm ready to go to the pool. Yeah, forget yeah. about them. It's going to be in, like, the mid-60s today. That's gonna Oh, is there, it's going to be hot. chilly again? Yeah. Yeah. I, feel, yeah. I feel like it got hot again the last couple of days, though. No, it's going to be freezing today. Yeah, so. we had a cold front come in. on. Right. Yeah, not worried about those people up north. All right, Chris Trankman with today's top stories. Chris, thanks so much. Thank you. Let's get to today's top stories. Good morning, Chris. Good morning. So former President Trump is urging the Supreme Court to keep his federal election subversion criminal trial on hold as he appeals a ruling that he doesn't have immunity from the charges. The appeal sets up a landmark case at the high court over the bounds of presidential immunity, and it puts the justices in a position where they could decide when Trump actually goes to trial before or after the election. Right. This is all, at least on the part of the former president, this is all about delaying the trial as long as possible, hoping you can push it beyond the election. And uh, he might be able to do that. We'll see. But I, I don't think there's much of a chance that this absolute immunity argument is going to hold up. There's never been an argument like this before, and there's really nothing in the Constitution that says a president's immune from everything. Right. It goes a little far. uh, Yeah, like you said, it may just be, you know, because it's uh, new, these appeals court judges have to look at this and and review whether or not there's any grounds for it. Uh, But there has been a ruling, and the Supreme Court could just say, say, no, we're not going to hear this case, and then the lower court ruling would stand. I think he could ask for a, a full uh appeal with yeah, the entire exactly. appeals court but they could say no as well and that would be the end of it so right. let's see if this actually goes to the supreme court uh like you know the other case did it just it all takes time i would rather all of these trials be done as soon as possible before the election so we could just know the outcome and and go from there but uh that's that's obviously not how it's going to happen and it sounds like the manhattan da's case 
will probably end up being the first one that that ends up going to trial. Aside from all the the civil cases that he's, yeah, it's hard to keep track. It, of is. it really right? is. Yeah, all the cases. You, you almost need like a a secretary. Yeah, yeah. yeah. a chart to yeah. let you know what's coming up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, it's true. Um, there's you know a lot of legal stuff for Trump, and I you know the speculation is that if he were elected president again, a lot of this would just go away. Right. Because he would either pardon himself. Or tell the Justice Department to drop the charges. Yeah, and the pardoning of himself, I think that would probably be challenged in court, too. But, you know, it wouldn't really matter, I don't think, at that point. Well, who would prosecute the president while he's in office? Yeah, no, it would have to wait until he's out of office. Uh, And then you've got all the problems with the Georgia DA. That issue is playing out. uh, (laughs) It's just one thing after another. Danny Willis. Yeah, yeah. Uh, All right, what else we got going on? So the crew of the Knights of Santiago lit up 7th Avenue for the annual night parade. And Tampa police say nine people were arrested for DUI and five were arrested for other crimes not specified over the weekend. Also, several people received traffic citations during that event. So all in all, not bad. I mean, between all the Gasparilla events and technically the night parade is not, not a Gasparilla event. We learned that last week. Yeah, mm. uh, it's separate, but it sure uh, seems like one. Though. Yeah, we all we all think of it as a Gasparilla event. But when you take a look at all of them, uh, City paved pretty well. You know, they had extra patrols down there, obviously, mm-hmm. because of what happened uh, during the Halloween incident. Yeah. And I think it paid off because they were able to keep problems to a minimum. Now, the police did say that they want to get these numbers to zero. You right. know, they weren't happy with the arrests that they had to make. But overall, I mean, look, I've been down to that parade and there have been stabbings and other issues. They didn't have that this time, which is good. Uh, but, you know, they did have a, a few incidents here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, obviously, it's, you know, one of these things where... You, you want people to feel comfortable when they go down to Ybor. Yeah. And this was a big event. They got, you know, tens of thousands to go down there, which is a good thing. And overall, I think most people were happy with the results. Yeah, this was a big moment for Ybor. They couldn't let anything happen at this one after all the bad press uh, that part of town has gotten uh, over the past couple of months. And I did see, I think there were a number of uh, DUI arrests uh, around the Super Bowl. Uh, Makes sense around the Tampa Bay area. So that was um, I guess those numbers were a little uh, concerning. So you know, it was a busy weekend between Gasparilla and uh, the Super Bowl. And what else do we have? We had Monster Jam, the Florida State Fair. Yeah, there's a lot going on. Yeah, it was a really busy weekend. Yeah, uh, across sure the Bay area. So further proof that the Chiefs outcoach the 49ers in the Super Bowl. Multiple San Francisco players admitted to not knowing the playoff overtime rules. In Super Bowl 58. Can't believe they, first of all, I can't believe they didn't know, and I can't believe they admitted it, too, publicly. Not a good look. Yeah, I don't understand why. Look, the, the playoff rules have, or no, I shouldn't say playoff, the overtime rules changed what, yeah. a few years ago. This is not something that happened this year. Uh, you know, they got rid of the, the it, what was it, a sudden death, I think, was the way the NFL there was used to that, there were There was a change this year. There was something that was different that even, honestly, I didn't know about. But uh, Andy Reid, he talked to the Chiefs players. They were all like, yeah, we had a whole little session yeah. on this and well, went course. through it all. And the 49ers, they seem to know nothing about it. Now, the coaching staff did, and that's really what's important. They're going to make the calls yeah. and stuff. But just not a good look. Like, it shows the preparation between the two teams and the difference uh, in the Chiefs and their coaching and their attention to detail. And that's why I thought, you know, Chiefs had the better coach. They had the better quarterback. They had the better defensive coordinator. They ended up having the better kicker. I mean, that's tough to overcome if you're the 49 So the overtime rules, if you get the ball and you score a touchdown, 
the other team would have to score a touchdown. They get the ball back. You right. Don't, you don't win anymore no. on the touchdown. I think no. that's the, that, that be the was difference. the big change. That's the, yeah, that's the difference. Yeah, yeah, it used to be that if you scored a TD and you got the first possession, you just won the game outright. Right, which but I people, never liked. Yeah, people complain because. They it's feel that both, both teams should yeah. have a shot at the ball. Yeah, then right? it becomes like the coin flip. You know, you put you're putting a lot into. Well, that. it used to be sudden death. Yeah, yeah, right. because you know the NFL. It's difficult to play four quarters as it is, mm-hmm. and they didn't want these games to go on forever, so they no. wanted sudden death so that the overtime would be quick. But in the playoff scenario, people had a problem with that. Yeah, during the regular season, maybe that that worked whatever. out. Whatever you know, yeah, it's not as important. But uh, the way this worked is so. What happened was the 49ers scored a field goal. Yeah. And that allowed the uh, Chiefs to go down and score a winning touchdown. Which right. En- which ended the game. The 49ers thinking was, and there are a couple different ways to look at it. If we get the first possession and we're tied after the Kansas City Chiefs have their possession, mm-hmm. then we get the third possession, and if we score anything there, that's sudden death. game over. That's it. So that's what they were looking at. The problem is, on the first possession, you scored a field goal, and you're going up against Patrick Mahomes, right. <laughs> and he got the job done with the touchdown and ended the game right there. What other people were saying was, the counter-argument was, and I think this is what the Chiefs were going to do, this was their plan, you defer, you see what the other team does, and then if you have to score a touchdown to match them, then you just go for the two point conversion there and try to win it right then and there and don't give them a third possession. That's yeah. kinda that was the argument. But um yeah, I mean, again, I think the Chiefs, they had the better coach. And look, Kyle Shanahan's a really good coach, but he's also blown a number of big games. That's his problem. Yeah. You know? I mean, look, Andy Reid had that problem with the Eagles. He did. You know, I mean, he was a great coach. Couldn't he get got to the NFC, Yeah, he got to the NFC title game, I think, three or four times in a row. And mm-hmm. they were like, you know what? We're going to have to let you go because you can't win the big one. Right. And Shanahan has gotten to the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. but hasn't gotten it done. So yeah. he's under pressure as well. So the Swifty Bowl. The most watched TV event in the U.S. of all time. Not that? surprising at all. Yeah, I think everybody it, was watching that game. I think it's the most watched event on one network that we've ever seen. I think when you combine other networks, I think the moon landing is the only thing that had a larger overall audience. Well, yeah, I, I, if we're talking about an actual show, as yeah. opposed, I'm not talking about a news coverage event, right? And we're also not talking about World Cup soccer, which is you know is, gets a bigger audience worldwide. Uh, and I think the Olympics worldwide might okay. get higher. But that's, you know, you're talking about other countries, right? Here in the U.S., the Super Bowl is yep. the biggest show on a single uh, channel. And, yes, it set the record. Although I think they were including the streaming options okay. and some of the other ways of watching. It wasn't just over the airwaves or, or on cable. Uh, but that makes sense because, yeah. you know, people get their TV uh, various ways now. But the single show itself, the Super Bowl, number one. And it do broke we, do last we, year's record, and it broke it by a significant amount. By a lot. It, it broke it by almost ten million, I think, yeah. or, or, or there. That's the Taylor Swift. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it it just it's is. all the Swifties. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Isn't it amazing? I mean, it's totally been. You know, now we're into twenty twenty four, but last year was definitely the year of Taylor Swift. And she's just keeping it going, right? Yeah. Well, she is. So on TikTok, I posted our video uh, from yesterday where we were talking to someone from ABC who said that Taylor Swift got booed right. in Allegiant Stadium. You didn't see it on TV. And the Swifties are commenting like crazy. And they're like, that's not true. That didn't happen. I only watched for Taylor Swift. And they're all commenting. We're getting attacked by the Swifties? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, yeah, <laughs> right. we pissed off the Swifties. It's we're awesome. Gonna, we're going to oh, be yeah. canceled. Yeah. It reminds me that, I mean, maybe all that negative talk on Fox and, and uh, conservative media 
may have actually helped the whole thing. I, I remember they did the same thing to James Cameron when Avatar came out because they, they hate James Cameron. He's an environmentalist, whatever. They tried to get people not to go to the movie. Yeah. It's the all-time box office, you know, smash. It, so, certainly, it certainly made the whole storyline... Um, gain even more attention so. than it already was. I think yeah, people wanted you, to see what was the big deal. Yeah, yeah. Know, as opposed to just how much are they going to show or all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I think there was a there was an element of all that there, but uh, the Taylor Swift effect. If you were a Swifty, though, wasn't it a little disappointing? I mean, the first half they didn't show her that much. Fifty five seconds, I think, for uh, the whole. Oh, really? Yeah, for I think whole, it was around that I mean, for the whole uh, Super Bowl. Yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. if you if you could add the dollars up for each second, <laughs> she yeah, was it, on. it really is insane. Yeah, I mean, they showed her enough though, and then we got That's to all. see her pounding the drink, so that yeah. that made up for it. You yeah. like that part, right? Yeah, that was Better awesome. than her with the with the uh, player at the end. Yeah. Oh yeah, her pounding the drink. She looked like a regular, you know, thirty four year old woman there. Just, yeah, she uh, did. Yeah. Having a good time, exactly. living her best life. Yep, That's right. Yeah. All right, Chris Trankman with today's top stories. Chris, thanks so much. Thanks. The Ryan Gorman Show on News Radio WFLA. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Ryan Gorman Show and find us online at ryangormanshow.com.